0: This is the Everything Podcast, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era. Hey, Lou, would you kindly drop a bomb on him? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on what is episode 44 of the Everything Podcast. My name, of course, is Lou from the BX, a.k.a. Dominican Lou, a.k.a. Louis Balboa, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, the loose cannon of podcasting. And I am coming to you today on the gloomy 16th day of May, 2018. Uh, this is like day 5 of this shit weather we're having. Uh, apparently we're supposed to have rain for like 9 days in a row. I don't know if it's the end of the world or what's going on. But it hasn't been as bad as advertised. We are getting rain, but it's mostly being held to like the late night hours, which is good. So a lot of people are not driving around in this mucky muck. and uh, Which is good. I mean, we did need rain, we were looking at a drought, and I don't know why I think you guys tuned in to listen to a fucking weather report, but once this mic turns on, the mouth starts speaking out words, and I sometimes can't help what comes out of there. So in any event, I would like to thank you once again for joining me for episode 44. Um, Here we are once again in the Delray Beach studios, and I'm going to be talking about a bunch of Mielda today. How does that sound? So, um, before I get into all that, I made an announcement on Instagram, or the gram, as the kids call it, um, I made an announcement on Instagram of something that has been building for a few months, and something I pondered, I wasn't sure I was gonna do, because I didn't think I would be able to, number one, do it, and number two, I wasn't sure if I could, um, you know contribute in a positive way and i thought about it and then i felt like the honor placed upon me in being invited into this event was gonna propel me forward and it has so i've already made this announcement on instagram if you haven't already seen it um i encourage you to take a listen to this next segment and um i'm going to make an announcement and that announcement is as follows. Fuck your podcast! Attention, tep heads Fuck your podcast! I'm very excited, ladies and gentlemen. We're Get hitting the morning. road. Everything podcast is hitting the road. Get morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am very excited to announce that the Everything Podcast is hitting the road in September and is heading to the J1 Con to participate in the second annual Blackfinity Gauntlet panel within the halls of the Showboat Hotel on the boardwalk of Atlantic City, New Jersey. This is a podcast conference headed by Dan Dinkins, a.k.a. the mayor and host, among other things, of the Starting Five Podcast. This panel is being held within the halls of the J1 Con Anime and Gaming Convention. Dates for this event are September 15, 16, and 17. Tickets to this three-day convention are only fifty dollars, yes, fifty. Dollars. That is the price of just one day at most conventions. This is going to be three days of vendors, geeks, and panels from the world of anime and cartoons. Expect to see and meet famous voiceover artists from some of your favorite anime and cartoons as well as cosplayers. Watch gaming tournaments, cosplay wrestling, And watch and participate in the premier podcast conference featuring podcasters of color. Head to www.j1con.com for tickets and hotel information. Rooms are selling out quick, so you need to go now. The Everything Podcast will be there. Katara Johnson from the True Radio Network will be there. Randy Green from the Black Tribbles will be there. Simone Arabia, Damon, and KB from the Spotless Minds will be there. You should be there too. Tickets are available at www.j1con.com, and for hotel information, go to www.j1con.com/hotels. We hope to see you all there. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the announcement. I'm very excited to be participating in this podcast conference. Very excited to be going to the tri-state area once again. Is New Jersey considered a tri-state area? I'm not even sure anymore. I haven't been... I have not been in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, AC area. I've never been to AC, to be quite honest with you. Um, That I have not been in that area since 2002. 16 years. So... I'm hoping to make the most out of these uh, days that I'm there. And hopefully I get to run into some people that I know. Some people that I love. Uh, and if I can, I hope you understand that this is kind of a business trip. So if you can make it out to AC it'd make it a lot easier for me to see you, um, cause I don't envision myself going to the Bronx at any point on that trip. So unfortunately, if any of my friends, former running mates from back in the day are listening to this, um, if you can make it out to AC on those dates, want to check out a podcast conference an anime conference see some sexy chicks wearing some you know very (laughs) i don't want to do i say revealing you know most most anime outfits or a lot of anime outfits seem to be revealing and uh, again if you want to see some dudes wearing some revealing things they, they probably got that there too so a little something for everybody ladies and gentlemen and uh It's very exciting, and actually, to be quite honest with you, I just got, I literally just got this, so as far as announcements go, I made announcements there about who was going to be attending, and now I got some more names that I wish I would have got this 10 minutes ago, so that I could do this announcement properly, but confirmed panelists right now for the Blackfinity Gauntlet are the Black Tribbles the image Jahadi, if i hope to god i said that correctly brown girl experience the everything podcast the true radio network all podcasts matter the starting five podcast and the ladies love hip Hop podcast these are all fantastic people i will be posting posting these links later on today in an instagram post so don't worry about trying to write this down or trying to go to their their uh, links while you're listening to this so come on down and check us out in september so guys Today, I am going to be giving you guys a a little bit of a Marvel centric podcast. I want to go over Infinity War now that it's three weeks past. I um I'd like to go into some further analysis about that movie in my own silly way. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about Stan Lee also, if I could. And uh, before all that though, I would like to get into a story that I just saw. Not too long ago, literally about 20 minutes before I started this podcast. And I thought I'd squeeze it into the show. So, if you don't mind, we're going to take a little bit of a musical break. And we shall return with the Everything Podcast. Thank you all so much. Love you, bitches. Big kiss. List, what guest list? I'm rushing the percussion and the discussion Now as you were, your rhymes soft like fur Oh, you write for her? Now that explain it, but I reign it I rule it, so cool it While I school it, listen to precision Rhyming, timing, climbing through your window And we in, yo, ravaging your whole premises Don't never diss, cause here's your address because me mid-bond, yes So come test, me like Patra I got it sown like Sinatra Organized rhyme in effect Snap that neck Like E-double if there be trouble So move on There's nothing to see here Clear the area Your rhymes are dead Get the barrier to barrier I'm very effective, I might add Original road Since I was a little lad I never go back I never flow back Everything podcast So, ladies and gentlemen We're gonna Damn never go back I never flow You know what? I just come back can't help it with this song. I'm, I'm puffin' like, like Donovan, Donovan Plus. I'm a little vicious. I eat MCs cause they delicious. It's just that some mistrust, but I dust rhymes like a maid. Now I'm back with how stomping like a parade, all up and down, fifth half, So if you rip half, plenty of your back. Cause I attack like blood cells, fighting off the disease. Them C's like the super friends in a metropolis, in the super bens with Howie. Now we got two threes, fuck it six. Give me the mix, and I'ma kill him with the lip so dig a plot, a nigga got seven Never doubt, I go all out Salida, you need to rap You need the nap. nap You need to slap You need the nap So take one, because you are tired Yo, this song is This is one of those songs And I probably didn't even have all those lyrics right But that special ed song's gonna never go back For me, this is one of those songs that you just cannot help But just sing along to it, it's it comes on, and the lyrics are so simple yet wrapped up in its own like complexity. That special ed was a master of doing back in the day when he was on, um, that you just can't help but freestyle along to that song. But anyway, uh, this doesn't lead to segue into anything that I'm trying to do, but uh, so earlier today. I was on the Book of Faces, and I noticed a story that popped up in my newsfeed of, once again, someone trying to make America great again by getting rid of the brown people, or wanting to get rid of the brown people, and uh, he got exposed and put online. And uh, I don't think this person's been identified yet. I'm going to find out after the show. Because I didn't want to delve too much into this. Again, this is something that I just found online, and I wanted to talk about it. Because I've been, I've been doing the howdy doody, uh, you know, play play, uh, you know, gugu gaga on my podcast, and I've kind of gotten away from the social commentary because I feel like I'm. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I feel like I'm the last sane person in an insane world, and, you know, there's so much going on right now, and there's, it's, this is a very strange and dangerous time that we're living in, where news cannot be trusted anymore, you know, you you can't disseminate from what's, you watch CNN, you watch Fox, you watch the local news, you, you don't know what's telling you the truth what's telling you propaganda what's telling you something they want you to hear who's telling you what they feel like they want you to know you can't even tell anymore so it's up to people like you and me to continue to post things like this and show what's really happening and post it online without the commentary of the elite or whoever it is out there that's controlling everything and and controlling the narrative. So I kind of want to get back into topics like this but slowly, slowly. Well, again, the show's evolving and we're going to figure out where we're going with this thing. So let's just uh go ahead and I have a little I have video here, audio. Well, audio, video for me and audio for you. So this dude was at some fast food place Or some restaurant or somewhere. And the people who were in front of him were Spanish. So they were trying to order food. And they started speaking Spanish to the person taking the order. And the person taking the order spoke Spanish. So he replied to them and he was taking their order in their language. And Billy Bob fucking America standing behind them got all aggro. And well... I'll let you guys listen to it and then I'll get into my shit afterwards. Let me make sure this is ready to go. Alright, so I can't believe I downloaded this video and I have to look at this fucking moron. This place is apparently called Fresh Kitchen, so let's make sure this sounds good. Every person yeah. I listen to he's spoken, he's spoken, yeah. she's speaking
1: my country
0: live off of my going to be And then he personally insults the woman because apparently he feels like she's overweight. So if you couldn't really hear that, um, his, this young man, because he seems to be a young man of American descent, I would imagine. I don't think he's of Latin descent, seeing as how he's uh, very angry about these women ordering food in Spanish and some teller taking, uh, the teller, I'm sorry, uh, an employee taking the order. If you couldn't hear what he was saying, he was livid because these people were speaking Spanish, there was another person speaking Spanish uh, behind the counter, and one of the cooks was speaking Spanish, and the clerk who was taking the order was speaking Spanish in America. They should be speaking English, according to this person. This is happening in New York City, in Manhattan, of all places. You would think in some rural, you know, backwoods place, you could kind of imagine that this goes on. But for this shit to be happening in Manhattan, in the middle of fucking New York City, is it's 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 a little ridiculous. Now this guy's upset because they're speaking Spanish and he begins to talk about that they're poor and that he's paying for their welfare and for their health care and for that fact that they should be speaking English. Um he also says he's going to call ICE and have them removed because he's pretty sure that the people working back there are not documented. Um, and uh, he's while he's doing this, he's recording them and yelling all these things. There's a bunch of people standing around. And this girl is kind of laughing off at the beginning, and then she tries to defend herself verbally to this guy. The employee is kind of telling this guy, yes, they are speaking Spanish. I was trying to help them with their order in a calm fashion because, again, he's working there, so he doesn't want to lose his job. And he doesn't want to get, you know, this guy seems to be a little, the guy seems to be bigger than the the clerk, so he didn't want to get into a physical altercation because he immediately is going to lose his job. But he's calmly telling this guy, hey, yeah, yeah, they're speaking Spanish and I'm speaking Spanish, but that's because, you know, we're communicating. This is uh, plenty of people in here speak Spanish, plenty of people speak English. So they're trying to be calm with this person, and he's recording them talking about calling ice and all of these other things as he's walking out with his fucking salad or whatever he's eating. Now, my question is where the fuck are the real men who. ...can grab this guy, and I'm not saying to go out and grab and physically assault people, but to just tell this guy, Ayo, money, shut the fuck up. Take your fucking white buttoned up t-shirt and your shiny belt and get the fuck out of here. Fuck you and your rolled up sleeves and your fucking greasy hair and lick my asshole. Okay, if you do not like people speaking Spanish, go take your ass to England and live there and speak your fucking royal English or whatever the fuck. Okay, where is that guy? Where is the dude telling him, yo, money, eat my left ball and get the fuck out of here before I knock you the fuck out? Now, again, that's probably not the right way to go but unfortunately, that is how I react to things, so I'm, I'm told that I'm an intimidating person because of my size and my face, uh, I tend to have a face that is always at uh, Van Damme, like 90s Van Damme seriousness level, uh, I only smile really around my wife, so you know, people tell me I can be intimidating, and then when I get to the point where I'm I'm aggro like this. It only leads to me threatening someone with violence. Now that's not correct and it's not right. But I've controlled myself in the past plenty. I had an incident in in, in the movies, <laughs> which I guess I can talk about a little later. But um, again, and I'm kind of losing my my focus here. But I just I don't understand this this guy talking down like, a couple of women and some employee, like, I, I, telling them they can't speak their native language, like, none of them were speaking to him, he just decided to interject himself into this conversation and say, my country, this is my country, I I don't, like, if you, just, this is 2018, and people are still doing this shit, and I guess it all goes back to, you know, you can't really Blame one thing or person, but this is the way shit's going. When you have these kind of ideas, you know they say everything. You know it all starts from the top. That's what they tell me at my job all the time. In my department, if things go wrong at the lower level, well, guess what? It all starts from the top. So if and and I'm not trying to make this an anti-Trump whatever, but when you have the top person who was voted in saying all these things like this, and you have morons, sheeple, who can't think for themselves and just, yeah, that's, that's the, get rid of all these fucking Mexicans. That shit spreads. The ignorance spreads. So this is where we're at right now. So it's up to the same people who have sense... ...and want to love one another... ...instead of trying to belittle one another... ...and trying to say one is better than the other... ...because at the end of the day... ...that's where, that's what this this is all about... ...people thinking that they're better... ...than other people... ...these quote-unquote red-blooded Americans... ...thinking that people of color... ...or people who speak a different language... ...are lesser than them... ...and should go somewhere else... ...when everyone on this continent... Is from somewhere else. Technically. If you want to go back and go to fucking ancestry dot com and see where you come from, it's not from motherfucking America. So this my country shit it needs to stop because this is all everyone who is here <clears throat> this is their country. And yeah, there's a lot of illegals here and, and a lot of things and, and you know things need to be sorted out where we need to have regulation on that. But all this hate and all this these people thinking that they could just come and say whatever they want to whoever they want like that with no no kind of you know i'm saying no kind of consequences yes you have the right to say whatever you want in this country you have the right to free speech you can say whatever you like okay but just this is the thing that people seem to forget yeah you have the right to say all these things i have the right to get on here and start recording and upload this podcast because it's you know what I'm paying for this thing, I write it, I direct it, I edit it, I upload it, and I take responsibility for whatever's said on this show, because it's coming out of my mouth. So, you have the right to that. I have, just like I have the right to that. We can all say whatever it is we want to say. But, that does not mean you do not have to pay the consequences for what you say. That's where people get the fucking, that's where people get it fucked up. It's like, oh, it's the freedom of speech, I can say whatever I want. Yeah, of course you can. But you have to be held accountable for those things that you say. It's not just you can say anything and just that's it. No. There are consequences to what you say. And if you say some really dumb shit, some ignorant shit, and you're trying to hurt people, then guess what? You're going to have to deal with those consequences from those hurt people. Or from those people that you're talking shit to. That's America. And uh, this guy... I'm not exactly sure who he is or where he's at, but I'll be sharing this video later. I have it on my phone, and I'm going to find out some more info about him. And I'm 90% sure that this comment section took care of business um, and have uh, already outed this guy, which he probably has already deleted his social media, so uh, I'm not exactly sure what uh, the consequences are going to be for this douchebag, but... uh, I hope he gets his, because this shit is, and there seems to be more and more of these videos popping up, and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of making me sick. It really is. A lot of people need to, for lack of a better idea, or a lack of a better, you know, term or something, but they just need to get punched in the fucking mouth. That's at least how I feel. But then again, what do I know? I'm just a random dude podcasting out of his guest bedroom (laughs) i don't know anything but what i do know is when i get back we're going to get into two more topics and i'm going to give you my infinity war further analysis so stick around for more of the everything podcast Podcast. Alright, guys, so before we get started here, I just want to let you all know spoilers ahead, okay? I'm not going to get into specifics of them, too many specifics of the movie, but if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, come on, son. Like, really, what are you doing with your life? What is it that, what could you possibly be doing that is more important than going out and seeing Infinity War? Really? There's no excuse for it. I don't care. I don't want to hear excuses. You could even, if you wanted to, go online somewhere. I know that you probably can and catch the Chinese version uh, with the Chinese subtitles under it and you can watch it that way okay don't tell me you can't watch it it's just by now it's been three weeks come on get your ass off your shoulders and, and go out and see this movie so my Infinity War further analysis on this movie so let's see I haven't really moved it up any further on my list number one not to say that it's lost anything. But at this point, once I, w- when I watch something like this and I continue to think about it and dwell on it, all I can think about are the faults. So, there's a couple of things here that I have analyzed. I know that's not a word. I said that on purpose. Um, <laughs> first of all, the Thanos memes have taken over the internet. At least up until two days ago, where now the barbecue phone call lady meme has completely obliterated the internet and in every capacity so but before she came along the thanos memes were out of fucking control and they had basically taken over my entire newsfeed on twitter on instagram on on facebook everywhere i couldn't go anywhere without seeing thanos so that's how you know something is really hitting the pop culture pinnacle is when they get a meme the meme treatment so, the memes have taken over, and one thing I'd like to get into is Star-Lord. So, if you haven't watched the movie yet, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, you might want to tune out, because these are spoilers, so, again, i not holding my tongue for anybody, if you don't want to hear it, stop right now, and thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Blah, 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 ding, 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 the end. Um... So, Star Lord. Here, here's the thing with Star Lord. This is this is what happened with Star Lord that has me so uh, at odds with myself. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, is in my top five movies of all time. It's a fantastic movie, um, and it it just the way all the characters were introduced, and the soundtrack, and the music, and the the the, gra- the, the you know the gravitas of the Ronan the Accuser and just just the entire ensemble cast everything worked in that movie everything every single thing in that movie worked and you know you bought Star Lord as a space pirate you bought Drax as a badass uh you bought Groot as the sympathetic kind of Frankenstein monster-ish character with a heart uh, Rocket was hilarious, Gamora was a badass, Nebula was a badass, Ronan was a, every, everything in that movie worked, from the comedy to the action to everything, and, you know, not to say that Star-Lord was my favorite character, but I understood what that character was, he, he's, you know, he uses humor to deflect, and he's, uh, uh, playboy, he's, uh, you know, wannabe hero, uh, slash, you know, bounty hunter character, uh, you know, womanizer, things, you get the character. Okay? In Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they expound upon this character by showing you just how screwed up things are for him, whereas he starts off in the first movie as a child, watches his mother die, gets kidnapped by aliens, is being threatened uh, with being eaten, basically, basically, throughout his adolescence, by weird blue aliens, and then trained to be a assassin slash thief, pirate, space pirate, throughout his adolescence into his teen years until he becomes an adult. Uh, kind of a shitty childhood. But pretty shitty. Um, and then in part two, you he gets his father back, which is great. He gets his father back. His father tells him some miraculous things about himself. And then it turns out... Oh shit, my dad killed my mom. And now he wants to kill the whole fucking... He wants to kill everybody and redo everything. um, Including all my friends that I have now and the girl that I love. So... I have to kill my dad now. Which is pretty fucked up. So now this guy has his... Watched his mom die. Raised by alien pirates... Um, goes from relationship to relationship, uh, you know, meets a pretty kick-ass girl, falls in love with her, runs into his dad, dad tells him, oh, I killed your mother purposely, and now we're going to kill all your friends, and, um, I'm also going to use you as a conduit to do the things that I want to do. So, kind of shitty all-around time for, uh, Peter Quill. And, you know everything that was taken from him up to that point he still had his friends the guardians um and gamora right now let's go to infinity war where the crew runs into thor and they find out that they need to go to terra which is earth to because thanos is headed there to get all the infinity stones and destroy half the population they know their mission They're not just going somewhere not knowing what's going on. They know that Thanos is going there. Thanos is the most powerful being there is. uh, He knows that, you know, they all know what the story is. They know what the hell's going on. Uh, They may not know all the heroes and, and things that are, you know, on Earth. But they know the deal. They know what they're going for their mission for. And Gamora asked Peter Quill to promise that... If it's between her and killing Thanos, that he'll kill Thanos. Or, you know, kill, if I remember correctly, she was saying if to kill me so that Thanos doesn't kill me and that you can kill Thanos. That was basically the theme that she was trying to get across to him. And he promised to do so. Now, obviously, that's a tough fucking promise to make. But he did promise to do that. So, fast forward into this movie turns out that thanos needs to sacrifice a soul to get the soul gem the soul stone and he has gamora with her in the place where he needs to do it and he needs to sacrifice someone he loves he loves gamora as a daughter so he has to sacrifice her to get the soul stone he does so fast forward to titan the planet Thanos' former home, where Thanos now has to do battle with probably the most powerful characters that Marvel has, more or less. I mean, you could swap out, obviously, the Hulk in there, but Hulk didn't fare so well in the beginning of this movie, and I'll get to that a little later. But, you got Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Nebula, uh, Star-Lord, you got I believe, uh, who else was there? Star-Lord, Spider-Man was there. Uh, Mantis was there. And uh, Drax was there. And I think that's it. I think that's everybody that was there. If I'm forgetting someone, forgive me. It doesn't really matter. So, meet up on Titan. Finds out. uh, You know, Thanos is coming. We need to make a plan because he's going to come here. And we need to kick his ass. Get the gauntlet off of him. So they come up with a, a, a makeshift plan to do so. Doctor Strange looks into the future Tells everyone look Out of 1,400,000 possibilities We have one chance to get this right So Let's do this They Thanos shows up They get into a huge fight They Between Doctor Strange Holding Thanos down And Iron Man and Spider-Man Pulling on the gauntlet They had the gauntlet half off It was half off of him. Right there, they could have gotten it off. Maybe gotten away with their lives fighting Thanos. Maybe Doctor Strange could have teleported Thanos somewhere else. And they could have got the hell out of there. You know, whatever. The point is to get the gauntlet off of this psycho. So that he doesn't kill half the life of the universe. And Peter Quill gets all in his feelings. And... Thanos informs him that he's killed Gamora and he decides nothing else matters except my feelings and what I want to do. So he decides to break Thanos' concentration, start shooting him in the face, which causes him to kind of snap out of the, the, the trance that he was put in By Doctor Strange, or Mantis, sorry And get that fucking glove pulled off of him Um, Which in turn caused the death of billions of people Because Peter Quill couldn't keep his emotions in check And caused the death of billions of souls Now, again, I say that Being very cold and not understanding of Peter Quill's emotions The death of his loved one and when you take into account all of the things that Peter Quill has lost over the span of his lifetime, his mother, his, he had to kill his own father, he had to watch his own mother die, he was raised by alien pirates, he laid with an Escavarian, he, you know, he now he loses Gamora. You take all those things into effect, and he... Obviously, reacting the way he was going to react is just Peter Quill. That's what he does. But I say, fuck Star-Lord. Okay? Fuck that guy. And when you have these heroes, and you see them doing the things they're doing, and you know the fate of the universe is at stake, and they're screaming at you to not do what you're about to do, they're literally screaming at him, don't do this. And he doesn't give a shit and does it anyway. Fuck Star-Lord, okay? You get the double bird. Star-Lord can kiss my ass forever. And I have a really hard time... Um, I'm having a really hard time dealing with the fact that... I don't know how I'm going to react to this guy in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I really don't. Like, what, am I, what are you supposed to do now that's going to make me forgive you for that shit? Unless he has some kind of redemption in the next movie... Uh fuck Star Lord for life. That's what I say. And to be honest with you, uh there's gonna have to be a lot of redemption in the Avengers 4, where they're continuing this arc because the Vision went out like a bitch, Star Lord went out like a bitch, and the Hulk definitely went out like a bitch. That whole Before I get into the Hulk, I just finishing off with Star Lord. I just, I know he's a nice guy, you know. The heroes yelling at him to stop, don't do it. I was just in the theater like, are you kidding me? And I wasn't the only one. Now, if you are one of these Star Lord apologists that I see online, you needn't look any further than, um, Chris Pratt's social media accounts, where he literally post a picture of two star lord dolls one bent over and another one behind the star lord doll saying fucking like i'm gonna go fuck myself and that's what he's posting and he's literally not apologizing but he's literally acknowledging the fact that star lord is a fucking idiot um so look no further than that for all of you star lord apologists trying to you know shame us star lord haters uh I am now a Star-Lord hater. He's... He's... Dead to me. Literally. Uh... Speaking of redemption... The Hulk. You know... The Hulk is always known as the strongest one there is. You know? Whenever... The Hulk gets madder... He gets stronger. So if you... He, the Hulk is bilk... Bilk. That's not even a word... The Hulk is built... <laughs> I have to accentuate my letters now. The Hulk is built on rage. That's all he is. Is a rage monster. That's, that's, that's it. All the rage that is within Bruce Banner is accentuated by gamma rays and projected as this big green monster who wants to destroy things and be left alone. The Hulk is a rage monster. If you beat the shit out of the Hulk... It makes him matter, which makes him stronger. So it's very difficult to beat something like that. And that's why I think it's very hard to portray the Hulk on film. Because in the comics, you know, he just gets bigger and stronger and more mad and more rage and more power and more whatever. And eventually he beats the shit out of everybody. So I get that in the movie they have to have a foil... Where it's kind of like Superman You know, you kind of have to nerf the character Because when you want to actually make a movie It doesn't work When you have a guy who can literally grab bullets out of the air And squish them into powder with his fingertips And then before the bullet is crushed into powder In between his fingertips He can zip behind you grab you by the neck or the back of your shirt and fling you up into the air fly up grab you and then slam you into the ground it's kind of hard to write a convincing battle (laughs) um, on film when you have a character that powerful so I get when films have to nerf some of these heroes okay But Thanos Just Floyd Mayweathering the Hulk With rabbit punches To the face, to the neck, to the side To the ribs um, Dodging his haymakers And just lacing Hulk With punches Which was great to see Um, But I just So it showed Thanos' power level Which I guess was the point of that scene And I get that you want to show you know all facets of all facets of Thanos his intelligence his cunning his strength and his conviction so beating the shit out of the hulk i'm not that angry about that scene because i've watched that scene a few times already on youtube yes it's on youtube and uh it's fucking hilarious what i don't like is the hulk being scared To transform into the Hulk Now Um I predicted this was going to happen Not in the way that it happened But I did predict that this was going to happen I predicted before this movie came out That What I thought was That Bruce Banner Was going to be so scared That he wasn't able to get angry enough To transform into the Hulk and I think that's where they should have gone with this movie. Now, of course, this being a Disney movie and being PG-13, they have to have comedy in every aspect of this movie about billions of people dying. Um, So they got to bring the funny, because that's what they do. So going about it the way they did with the Hulk, like Banner basically trying to force the Hulk out and him kind of, ...almost transforming into the Hulk... ...enough where you can see the Hulk's face... ...and him screaming... no ...like a three-year-old... ...who doesn't want to go to fucking bed... ...uh... ...I can see why they did that... ...but... ...that does a disservice... ...to the character... ...completely... ...and... uh, ...it just... ...I didn't like it... ...and every time that they tried to go for that laugh... It just bothered me. It bothered me to see the Hulk coming out and screaming like that and saying, No, I don't want to come out. Because he was scared of Thanos. They made the Hulk scared. That does not work for me. Again, the Hulk is a a rage monster. He's not... He doesn't get scared. (laughs) I've never seen the Hulk say, I'm scared. I've never seen that shit happen. So now he's basically staying inside of Bruce Banner, too scared to change. And I thought maybe at the end of the movie they'd do, they'd do something where, you know, Black Widow was about to die, you know, one of the one of those monsters was about to kill her, and, you know, Banner's incapacitated, and the Hulk busts their armor because it got disabled or something, and he turns into the Hulk inside the armor and busts out of it and starts kicking ass. That's what I thought I'd see. But we don't see the Hulk after that. At all, in the movie. And uh, that just makes him look bitch-made. It really does. So I think they did a tremendous disservice to the whole character. And, uh, yeah, that's really all I had to say about that. Um, I didn't like the way they did that. And, of course, I loved this movie. So, for me, I'm just nitpicking because there's a things that I just wanted to talk about and get out there. Another thing I, I thought about was Thanos' actual mission. Like, so, in the comics, Thanos, in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, because there's several different series out, and I've been getting into arguments with people because they're talking about something else when I'm talking, like, this movie's called Infinity War, so people are referencing the Infinity War series when I'm referencing the Infinity Gauntlet series. So, Thanos' mission in the original infinity gauntlet series was to get the get the get the infinity stones get the glove on so that he can kill half of the population of the universe in order to impress lady death because he was infatuated with death he was infatuated with her and she and death took the persona of a of a beautiful woman um and she would appear around thanos she would never speak she would just look at him and do these different expressions but she would never show him any kind of uh you know she would never show him any kind of love or any kind of emotion or she wouldn't emote for him at all and that series the first couple of issues was him trying to impress her and up the annie and she would still give him nothing to the point where he got angry at her And created a a perfect mate for himself to help in these battles that he was having. And then he shunned her. And she still didn't emote anything. And it was driving him insane. So then he decides to sacrifice half the universe to get her love. Um, Those were his motivations in the comic. And you understood that. He was madly obsessed with death. To the point that he was willing to just do anything to impress her he even um he he handicapped his powers in order to fight the heroes who were um gathering to come and attack him he knew they were coming he could have easily just snapped his fingers and made them all turn into you know cherry cola but uh he said you know what and that was um Mephisto, in his ear, saying, You know women love bravery, and maybe you know you can show her your your you can impress her by fighting all these guys and fending them all off in hand to hand combat, which he for whatever reason, actually listened to Mephisto and nerfed his powers to the point where he can actually there's actually a point zero 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 one chance of defeat um and it was up to the heroes to take advantage of that, so he nerfs himself. To fight these guys simply to impress her those were his motivations in the comic in this film he's motivated for a different reason he's motivated to sacrifice all of these lives in order just to balance the universe because he feels the universe is is there's too many people and there's not enough to go around and he feels that the best way to remedy this situation is by balancing the universe randomly. Not, you know, I'm going to kill the bad people I who I think are the bad people. I'm going to kill the people who, you know, I don't like you, you're going to die. No, it's like, I don't like you, but I'm going to leave it up to chance and I'm just going to snap my fingers and... I'm going to say I want half of the universe to not exist anymore and you do it and it happens and it's at random so he's not picking and choosing who it is it's just whoever disappears disappears and that way life can continue to grow and prosper that was his motivations in the film now my issue with that is why not save why not um, you know, why not help these people instead? You have the infinity going, and you can do anything. You can create 16,000 new planets. You can go to, you can go planet to planet, and say, you know what, what do you guys need? Y'all niggas need, what do you need? Y'all need some weed? Y'all want some more, y'all want some more McNuggets? Alright, check this out. Boom, that tree will forever dispense fresh McNuggets forever and ever for whoever wants them. You can literally pick a million McNuggets off of there and eat them, and not only will they fill you up, these McNuggets are healthy, they have omega-3s in them, it has vitamin D, it has B12, um, it's made up of uh, non-killed animals, it's uh, vegetarian, but it tastes just like a regular McNugget taste, and it's good for you. Uh, Every time you eat them, you will get Extra brain power and your cells will absorb it, and uh, these McNuggets will make you smarter, they will make you more of a kinder person, and everyone will be happy. On to the next planet. What well, do you guys need? Water? Bam! Here's an endless supply of water. Go to the next planet. What do you guys need? You guys all need housing? Boom! Every single one of you has a house now. All of you have plenty of space, all of you have land. All of your farms are growing food for you, natural fruit, and they will always pr- provide you with food for the rest of eternity. There you go. Everything is now balanced and great. Everyone enjoy. Like, why couldn't you just do that? <laughs> is there a reason why? Because he wasn't, like, is he just nuts? Because it doesn't seem that way. Because it seems that he has morals in this movie. hes hes He could have easily, in the last... The last sequence of the movie, he could have easily, when he came to Earth, or he showed up in Wakanda, he could have easily just killed Captain America, he could have killed, he could have killed everyone there, just to get to the stone, but he wasn't even trying to kill people, they were basically like gnats, and he was just like brushing people to the side, because he had his mission, and his mission was to get this done, where the fates basically choose who lives and who doesn't, not him. Because he could have snapped Captain America's neck, he could have killed Falcon, he could have killed Scarlet Witch, he could have just ripped her head off and be like, get get the fuck out of my way. He had the power to do it, but he didn't do it. What he wanted was the last stone so that he can snap his fingers and make the decision to kill half of the life, which is going to be random. So, it's not like he was some kind of, you know, mindless killer, he was just exterminating people, that's not what he was doing. So he, why couldn't he just be like, hey why not just save everybody why don't I just go to this planet and you know everybody can have uh, gin and juice and Hennessy and uh, you'll never get too drunk where you can't you know function but you'll all be happy smoke all the weed you want eat all the food you want you'll never get fat this food will never make you fat you'll never go hungry why? why not do that? you could have done it and he could have done all of that in an instant with a gauntlet and then lived the rest of his life on his little farm, watching the sun go up. I don't get it. Now, that's just me, because obviously that makes for a pretty boring fucking movie. so <laughs> the reason why he did it is probably because that's what needed. That's what needed to push the narrative of the movie. So that's it. Those are my afterthoughts on the uh, Infinity War movie. I really don't have any really much more to add to that fantastic movie can't wait to own it i can't wait to watch it again i'm hoping that i can see it maybe next week but i doubt it um it seems like the chance for me to the windows closing for me to see this in the theaters again but uh if you haven't definitely go check it out so that whole situation led me to think about phase four of the marvel universe and phase four of the marvel universe for me i believe is going to be picking up a storyline which is probably one of my favorite storylines that marvel has ever done so the next three movies on deck for marvel are ant-man and the wasp captain marvel the, the movie and then avengers 4 which is still not titled so Marvel has a, Marvel has the chance within these these three movies to plant the seeds for what is my theory now. Ant-Man and Wasp is next. The rumor, um, the rumor with this movie is that Hawkeye is going to be in it, or at least maybe he'll show up in the post-credit scene. Ant-Man, uh, uh, Hawkeye is supposed to make an appearance in Ant-Man and Wasp, whether it's an extended appearance or whether it's in the post credit scene or something, I'm not sure. But from what I understand, he was not in Infinity War because he's on a secret mission. And my theory is that he found out something that really changes everything. And he went off on his mission to figure out how to go about attacking this situation. Now, in my mind, he, he Hawkeye will be playing a character, um, he's playing the role of a character in in the comics, let me see if I can explain this correctly, because I'm trying to build to what comic series I'm talking about. So, Hawkeye is basically underground, and he's on a mission, we don't know what he's doing, he's M.I.A. No one knows where he's at. He says he's one place, but if they probably went to his crib, he wasn't going to be there. So he's on a secret mission. Now, my theory about Phase 4 of the MCU is that it's going to revolve around the Secret Invasion storyline. Now, the Secret Invasion storyline is a story that Marvel built over... The reason this is my favorite series is that they built this series up over years of marvel comics this wasn't just like oh next summer we're going to do this uh secret invasion thing and it's going to be this that and that and then we're going to have this this is going to happen this person's going to die and then this person's going to come back and then big fight big fight big fight and the end this storyline was built up over years through several different comic books and the main plot of secret invasion was the Skrulls that had a great war Okay, they had the Korean Skull War, um, and the Skrulls basically lose their home world. So they become like rogues. They're in all these ships, and they're floating through space. And they they use these prophecies to point them in the directions that they need to go. And of course, their prophecy states that Earth is to be their next home planet. So they need to go take Earth. Right? That's what's stated in their prophecy. So, they tried several different ways to if- infiltrate the Earth and take it, but there's all these fucking superheroes all over the Earth, and they keep kicking our ass. So, the first thing they try to do is to create Super Skrulls by taking DNA of different superheroes and splicing it with their own and creating these soldiers who have like their scrolls and they can shapeshift that's their main power. The scrolls can shapeshift into any form, so they can take the form of like you or me or Bon Jovi or whoever. So first, they try to make super scrolls to, you know, become basically their military force, so they can kick some ass on Earth. That doesn't work. So what they try to do in the Secret Invasion is over a span of decades they have um, they've infiltrated all major facets of Earth's infrastructure basically the political financial um, heroes, villains they've infiltrated these, these areas in such a way that they've taken people and replaced them with Skrulls, sleeper agents and those sleeper agents don't even know that they're agents Until they hear the code word. And then once they hear the code word, that's when all the plans and things that they've um, been sent to do in that position come to fruition. So um, they've infiltrated everything. They've infiltrated Congress, law enforcement, uh, you know, businesses from, from lower level things like that to like superhero teams. They've replaced superheroes and no one has any idea, no one, um, and the way they find out is actually pretty awesome in the comics, um, they were, (laughs) it was in a random issue of New Avengers, where, um, the New Avengers was, uh, a separate team of Avengers, of Luke Cage, um, it was Luke Cage, Wolverine, uh, I think, uh, Iron Fist was there. Jessica Jones was there. Uh, Who else was there? I don't remember who else was there. But they were fighting Elektra in the hand. And Elektra dies. And when she dies, she reverts into a scroll. And they're like, "Uh, what the fuck just happened? So then they take the body to Tony Stark. And Tony Stark is like, yo, I can't. No one was able to detect this thing. At all, because before, when the scrolls would try to do this, they were able to be detected that they were scrolls, um, and for some 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 way they figured out how to do it where they couldn't be detected. So they infiltrated all these facets, and over years they kind of planted these little seeds here and there, and then when the secret invasion storyline started, there were certain big characters who turned out to be scrolls, and you had no idea who was a scroll and who wasn't because not even the people who were um, Skrulls knew they were Skrulls for the most part. Um, So people thought Iron Man was one. People thought Captain America was one. um, And I don't want to give everything away about the series because I highly recommend you go read it. But that's basically the main idea of the Secret Invasion storyline. And in that storyline, Nick Fury was the one who was on a secret mission. I guess he found out about this. He went underground because he couldn't trust anyone. And he went and he created the secret warriors. Trained them so that they can fight when the shit came. You know, when the shit went down. So I feel like Hawkeye is in the Nick Fury position. Where he's going to go underground. And he might not make, he might not create the secret warriors. Because I understand most of the secret warriors are actually on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. So maybe he'll have, you know certain heroes, maybe like Ant-Man and Wasp, and he'll grab a few other guys, and he'll have his own little covert team to help fight this threat, um, but the thought of this excites me, because I, I, I can't wait to see this on film. Now, it's not confirmed, obviously, but the fact that the Captain Marvel movie is going to be set in the 90s, and it's going to be dealing with space, where she's, uh, in the middle of the Korean and Skrull war. Is a dead giveaway for me. That they're going to go in that direction. You can't just bring the Skrulls up. And not do the secret invasion. I mean it's the only thing that makes sense. For Marvel going forward. So um, that's my theory. About where it's going. And I actually had a theory. That once I saw Infinity War. I had a theory that. None other than Captain America. Was a Skrull but I'm kind of backing away from that simply because it seems like, and again I'm not going to say this is a spoiler because we haven't seen Avengers 4 yet, but it seems to be that the original Avengers are going to die in Avengers 4 and then they're going to push forward with you know, everybody that's left and some new Avengers to take over for the old Avengers so, uh It would be kind of weird to... Say that he's a scroll, And then they're going to have to go find him... Eventually... And then he'll have to come back... Eventually they'll come back and do maybe like... The next Avengers movie... Which will be in like a couple years... But... um, You know... I I don't know what they're going to do... Because Marvel has... Pleasantly surprised me... In Infinity War... With what they did in the, the... The direction they've gone in... So... Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? So that is basically my theory on where they're going to go for phase four and you know who you know who can be a scroll it depends on you know who's staying and who has a multi-picture deal and shit like that that's where you kind of get taken out of the fantasy of it because you're like well you know chris evans is only scheduled for one more movie uh, you know, so it's, the next Avengers movie is probably it. He's not really signed to do anything else, so then you kind of got to start thinking about that. But I mean, Black Panther. Then you got to think about because it has to be a big name who is actually a scroll and gets turned. So it can't be like Ant Man because Ant Man's not that you know he's not that big of a character in this in, in Marvel. You know what I'm saying? It it, it, ha- it has to be a big player. So not like Falcon or, or or maybe like Hank Pym or something. That'd be cool. But uh, maybe even Stan Lee. Who knows? Maybe they have Stan Lee turn into a scroll in a, in a freaking post-credit scene or something. And speaking of Stan Lee, I want to get out of this fantasy land that I'm in. And I want to end this podcast with a shout-out to Stan Lee, who has provided me with years and years and years of uh, entertainment and... Um, you know, being able to share these things with my wife and my brothers, you know, talking about comics, we can always stop what we're doing and discuss what's going on in comics and what's going on in movies, and we can do this with a lot of passion, and Stan Lee is basically responsible for a lot of that in my life, so, I'd like to shout out Stan Lee, um, Stan Lee has been going through some serious issues The man's 90 years old, number one So, um, you know, he's been going through hell um, in his life His wife passed away And usually when someone of that age, um, their significant other passes away It really, um, is really basically, you know, a wrap for that person And I hate to say shit like that because it's... It sounds weird but it's that's usually how it goes when like older people pass away like you know it's kind of like Johnny Cash June June Carter Cash passed away and he passed away like a month or two later it, you you always notice that shit like that happens so you know Stanley's still here but Stanley had like you know uh people are trying to uh do identity theft on him they he had some nurses trying to extort him out of money Saying that uh, he you know, he was trying to get them to do sexual favors. And um, he had another person do some kind of identity thing. Where they bought like three or four houses in his name. And they're trying to extort him for money. Um, you motherfuckers out there need to leave Stan Lee alone. Stan Lee needs to be sitting on a beach with his old ass feet in the sand and a drink in his hand and some very voluptuous women or men whatever he likes you know whatever he wants who are willing to you know just take care of him feed him grapes or whatever the fuck it is that's what he should be doing and every once in a while he should get a call from somebody and be like hey Stan we'd like you to do a post-credit scene you wanna do it and they need to go to him and do it okay this man is responsible for All of this superhero shit, Marvel-wise, that's going on. And he needs to be cherished and cared for for the rest of his days. He shouldn't have to be suing people who are trying to fucking extort him for money. And now, that's what he's having to do. He's suing POW Entertainment for a billion dollars. According to The Hollywood Reporter stan lee filed a lawsuit in los angeles county superior court on tuesday the comic legend claims the company which he co-founded stole his name and likeness to sell pow to a chinese company a deal in which he says the terms were not disclosed to him um in addition lee argues that the pow ceo shane duffy and co-founder gil champion fraudulently attempted and uh, fraudulently attained, I'm sorry, a document in which Lee gave over exclusive rights to his identity and likeness to POW. That includes apparently overseeing his social media accounts, uh, which Stanley had an issue with last week. And um, I have actual audio of him there, which I'll play in a second. Uh, Lee does not recall anyone reading this illegitimate document to him. And due to his advanced macular degeneration, he could not have read it himself. His attorney says in the filing, while the illegitimate document purports to contain Lee's signature, Lee has never knowingly signed it. Uh, Lee is also suing his former business manager, Geraldo Olivares, for elder abuse. Olivares has been accused of stealing Stanley's blood, stealing his blood to sell comic books in Las Vegas. Now, this man is 92 years old, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. He should not be going through this bullshit, bro. It's fucking Stan Lee, for Christ's sake. I mean... (laughs) No elder person should be going through this horse shit. And, you know... I just... He should really be... Just... I don't know, man. This shit is crazy. He should just be... Cherished and cared for. He he should have plenty of money. Where I, I don't know if he has family, if he has his kids or whatever. Uh, they should be like you know, just taking care of this guy. You know what I mean? So they hacked his Twitter. They hacked his fucking Instagram, and he uh, they just went ham on this dude. And it, it's it's sad that they have to freaking. It's sad that he has to be going to court and suing people just to get things that he should be getting out of respect for your one's elders so unfortunately guys i don't have that audio for you which doesn't really matter because it was just him saying thanking the fans and wanting us to stand up for him and let him know if you know his twitter or his instagram is posting some wild shit that we get on that and take care of it and i agree we should do that we should be looking out for stan the man so ladies and gentlemen i will leave you with that i will leave you on yet Another successful episode of The Everything Podcast Where I rambled like a motherfucker So if you stay here for all this I bow to you I thank you um, I'd like to send a shout out to my dog Campbell Today is his 7th birthday So he's being a good boy and waiting for me in the living room I'm about to take him to PetSmart And let him pick out whatever he wants So Gotta go get him his cake And sing him happy birthday So that is my plans for the rest of the day. That are my, those are my plans for the rest of the day. You know, you would think I've been speaking for forty freaking years, I'd be able to talk. But anyway, guys, thank you once again for joining me on the Everything Podcast. Please feel free to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want. Google Lou from the BX, and you will find everything you need to follow. Click and. Uh, enjoy more of this glorious content. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me. I hope to see you next time. Dream as if you'll live forever. Live as if you'll die today. Peace and love, everybody. I'm out.